Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Movie Mastery, the podcast where we watch the movies that you tell us to. I am your host, John. With me, as always, my co-host, Jeff. Yeah, do we, like, have to do that? Oddly enough, yeah. Ah, stupid bylaws. Look, when I made this show a while ago, (laughs) I signed a contract, and I made you sign it with me. I know, I know, but I'm willing to face binding arbitration if it means I don't have to watch any more cheapy (laughs) Dolph Lundgren Bulgaria movies. Man, last time when we did (laughs) The Curse 2, and you were like, oh, you just told me that's what we were doing... And I had said on the show, oh, I had also rolled Dolph Lundgren, but I was too lazy to get up and look at the DVD of four Dolph Lundgren movies to pick one. Well, I (laughs) re-rolled for this time around, rolled the Dolph Lundgren DVD thing again, and went, okay, fine. Sure, let's do it. (laughs) I guess it's fate. I got off my ass, I went and looked at it, and I was like, fine, what are these things? And of the four on there, three of them were like, Dolph Lundgren is a soldier. And he has to soldier as hard as he can. Mm -hmm. And then there was one, the one we are doing, called Bridge of Dragons, where it was like, in a place where a princess has gone missing for the rebels, war child, the general's main hero has to go get the princess back to save the kingdom. And I was like, whoa, are you telling me Dolph Lundgren did a fucking, like, fantasy medieval epic? sandal shit? Oh, shit, yes, we're doing that immediately. No, no, he didn't. He no, didn't do that. It's called Bridge of Dragons, and it seems like it would be that, and yet it very much isn't, because once again, Dolph Lundgren is a soldier, and he has to soldier as hard as he can. Spoiler alert, you may be already assuming correctly that there are no dragons in this movie. There are also no bridges. No bridges. <laughs> would you be surprised to learn there are also no bridges? <laughs> that was the main issue, because I was like, oh, the, the main evil general's symbol in this is a dragon. So uh-huh. I was like, all right, sure. Fine, there's a dragon. Where's, where's the bridge of dragons? No bridge. No. None. Not even like a Jeff Bridges. <laughs> no bridges. <laughs> so disappointing. No bridges over Madison County. <laughs> no, this this movie basically tried, I guess, to do a thing where they were like, uh, what if we took the concept of a sta- standard, like, medieval sword and sorcery movie without sorcery really just yeah. you know sword and sandals hmm. and put it in a modern day where the general is like an actual general and has guns and jeeps and shit and you're like i don't know then it would look exactly like every other soldier movie it would just look like a soldier movie because you still have basically have this guy has to go on a quest and he has to kill a lot of people along the way. And you're like, yeah, that's that's every soldier movie. Yeah. This soldier is, finds out that his commands are not worth following and he goes against the grain to get the job done. And you're like, my dude, this is just a Dolph Lundgren soldier movie. It's just movie. any Dolph Lundgren soldier movie. You get the sense it was supposed to be something else, but, but uh, it is not. It is just another one. Yeah, it was, when I looked up stuff about this and one of the trivia bits was that the the script filmed is different from the one that the director and Dolph Lundgren signed on for when they signed on to the project and they didn't know what it was until they got to Bulgaria I was like god I need to know what that original screenplay was was it an actual like sword and board running around medieval times thing and they changed it to this or did they just change I guess the plot of this weird bullshit mashup i have to assume that somewhere in bulgaria there's like half a built animatronic dragon that didn't work good enough <laughs> like ah, well fuck yeah 
you know what? As long as we're throwing it out, we can't do the bridge set that we had it fought on. So <laughs> turns out the bridge set we had absolutely fucked. You can't do either one. So uh, we'll just do everything but that. Oh, uh, no, this is uh, this is bad. This is horse shit. No, it's it's not good. I'm going to say that, especially because as you messaged me while you were watching it, the whole like, oh, this is 90 percent made up of scenes of Dolph Lundgren shoots at off screen yeah then it cuts to guys getting shot then cuts to guys shooting at Dolph Lundgren who cuts to shooting off screen and then cuts back to the guys who were shooting yeah, falling no, down. it just repeats it's just a cycle and there's there was a point in this movie where Lundgren took a shot to like the side and kind of just goes ouch about it like <laughs> ooh, ooh, you know like he like he pulled a hangnail or something he just kind of goes ow hey Oof. That's and I was like, oh my god, someone hit him. Because otherwise, this movie is. I mean, I I, I don't even want to say this on this side of this of the thing because there's nothing else to fucking talk about. But this movie is a repeated, never ending cycle of random extras jump out from behind dirty crates with fake looking guns and go da 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 da, and then it cuts to Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, no, no actual sound effects here. It's just yeah. the extras going da 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 da. And then it cuts to Dolph Lundgren. Hey, whoa, hey, whoa, no hey. One, no one hits him, and then he just kills them one by one. It is the – it's also funny because when I was looking up stuff for this, Dolph Lundgren signed on to this movie because he was dissatisfied with the last movie he had done and wanted to work with an experienced action movie director. Oh. And – Did the director quit or something? <laughs> what happened? Did he <laughs> – are you mean to tell me that this guy was an experienced action movie director? Or, yeah. Oh, okay. I thought like he was like, yeah, I'll only work with an experienced director. Uh, and then he got there, and they're like, yeah, that guy uh, mysteriously died. In <laughs> that an guy died on the bridge an set. <laughs> animatronic dragon accident. So, well, look, hey, this guy directed Power Rangers, Time Force, Quantum Ranger, Clash for Control. So clearly, we're dealing with. <laughs> was that all one thing? That was all one thing. So that's like an episode of a show or something. Okay. <laughs> Nope. That's a movie? Oh, yep. Okay. The sequel to Power Rangers Time Force, Power Rangers Time Force, dash, Quantum Ranger, colon, Clash for Control. <laughs> I think I've played that fighting game. <laughs> Undernight, Inbirth, Late.exe, Quantum Control, Power Ranger, Melty wow. Blood. Yeah, this guy did a, well, he did a lot of Power Rangers shit. All right, cool, great. <laughs> I, I'm kind of hoping to find out that he did the parts that were adapted into Power Rangers, and he actually just fought, filmed a lot of, like, tokusatsu stuff. Nah, man. But no, he just did the actual stuff. Oh, man. He he did two episodes of the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers TV series. My goodness. Yeah. Look at this guy. <laughs> look at you. You did that, and then several years later directed Bridge of Dragons. God damn. <laughs> there was a, at least there was, like, a stuntman I recognized in this. <laughs> oh, Oh, man, this guy did WMAC Masters, the, like, what if the WWF was also Mortal Kombat show? Oh, fuck, I remember that. Yeah, that was this guy. <laughs> That's good to know. Which is weird, because while I was watching it, I was like, man, I'm getting real big WMAC Masters vibes off of this. <laughs> you are the only person who has ever thought that about anything. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> It's so weird to me because I was like, man, I remember that back when it was like, what if Mortal Kombat was a soap opera WWF show? Fuck, this is rad. Yeah, I remember a couple shows like that. Like they'd, they'd come on after the cartoons and usually I'd be like, nah, but, but every <laughs> once in a while I'd cruise past them and you'd be like, 
watching guys do these fake looking spinning back punches into each other. And then behind curtains to other people be like, yes, and I also must fight. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Great Wolf is going to take on Tsunami. Well, what they don't know. Exactly. <laughs> Can't use fatalities. So uh, instead, there are hurt a lot of these. Oh, no. Tiger Claw has jumped into the ring with Lady Lightning. <laughs> All right. Let's get to the other side of this. All right. We should, can we add WMAC Masters to our TV mastery list, by the oh, way? For sure. Now that I have remembered it, by God, that is going on there. By God! I want that, and I want the never-ending story cartoon. <laughs> All right. We are going to play some music. We are going to come back, and we are going to get into the full depth of spoilers, such as there is, of Bridge of Dragons. And friends just Okay, we are back. It is time to start <laughs> talking about fucking Bridge of Dragons. Nineteen ninety nine is yeah, what gets me. It too is late. fucking too late for this. Too late because the thing is, it's filmed in Bulgaria shows, um, and uh, it's it looks like an eighties thing. Oh, like it for tell, sure looks like this should have come out fifteen years earlier. There are things that make it pretty obvious that it's definitely from like nineteen ninety nine. Notably, the cast, like. Dolph Lundgren hasn't quite turned into, like, the Expendables falling apart Dolph Lundgren. No, he's early 40s in this. Yes. He's, like, 42. Yeah. Uh, but the big one is is the villain who's uh, Kerry Hiroyuki Tagawa, who, if you're watching the trailer for this, you know, you see him cross the screen, you're like, oh, shit, Shang Tsung! Oh, fuck, is Shang Tsung! He's in this movie! Hell yeah, I don't <laughs> even care anymore! <laughs> Gotta watch that for him for that! And what did Mortal Kombat come out? Like, 97 or something? So he looks about the same. Yeah. 95, I think. Mortal Kombat's an early one. Yeah, Mortal Kombat was... God, it was it was pretty early. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, he's he's in here as a villain who dresses entirely in uh, cartoon dictator outfit, which means that this is a, an interesting oddity, and in that it confirms that sh that uh, Shang Tsung is also M Bison. Yes, I mean he's he's named Ru Chang in this, but ah, uh, uh, General Ru Chang. It's great because we have Tagawa's General Ru Chang and Valerie Cho as. Princess, uh, Princess Halo, Halo, and the only Asian people to exist in this movie, <laughs> unless they're extras. You see a couple of extras who are Asian as well, but only at the the wedding. Yes, because I was literally spending the entire movie going like, "Come on, there's got to be more. Someone else has got to be Asian in this. Is it just the royal family? What is going on? No, here? Everyone else is either an American they flew in or a Bulgarian extra. So yeah, so, yeah, you're not going to get much else. Hey, but don't worry, a lot of the uh, the helicopters appear to have been Chinese imports. <laughs> I mean, not really. They have Cyrillic no, they... on them, so you know they're they're Eastern Bloc uh, military reserve. In fact, they're MI. I think they're MI one seventy ones. Maybe my knowledge of the MI seventeen airframe is not amazing, so I think they're MI one seventy ones. But I can't. I can't say for sure. I can't. I couldn't possibly. <laughs> but they use the same two helicopters constantly. They keep blowing up and then showing up again because they don't have any more of them. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the. <laughs> The whole idea for this, because the whole, the movie starts with, like, that fantasy script, like, yeah, a long time ago, so great. when it's... the future met the past, and you're like, oh, god damn it. Yeah, there's, like, this part, that the intro, the intro has this amazing te on-screen text of, like, 
in a time where, or in a land where future and past meet. And you're like, oh, neat. We're going to get like swords and guns. No. No. What they mean by a land where fu- where the past never caught up to the future, they just mean like rural Bulgaria. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because you're like, oh, I guess, I guess you... You have a bunch of places that look kind of medievalish, and yeah. you've got people that kind of look like peasants, but maybe it's just poor people. <laughs> Could be. It's like, wow, in a land where there's a bunch of broken down cars. In <laughs> uh, a land where you've definitely gotten several notices from the government to please move your car. <laughs> yes. Because... You you get the feeling that that opening text piece is from a, a an original draft of the movie, and they just didn't have anything to do with it. The closest thing you get to fantasy in this is occasionally there's some horses, and the peasants dress like peasants. Yeah. That's for, it. For some reason, they were like, oh, well, you know, the military is all in standard, like, military fatigues or, like, dress uniform. Yeah. And that's fine. And when we see, like, aristocrats, they're all just like, oh, I'm in a gown or a tuxedo or yeah, whatever. Yeah, suits, yeah. But then, as soon as you dip below a certain, like, poverty line, mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're wearing, like, standard medieval garb yeah, for some reason. A lot of jerkins. <laughs> you're like, <laughs> man, I can't afford a t-shirt. I gotta wear this blouse I've got. <laughs> I can't I, I can't wear regular trousers. I must wear these patched ones. <laughs> it's so weird. These filthy lederhosen will see me through my busy day. <laughs> oh, it's such a weird thing. I mean, the concept of being like, oh, what if, you know, a standard medieval setting plot, but we put it in like a modern thing. I went that if it was handled well and had a budget, I could see maybe working. But again, you'd want to throw more fantasy stuff in there to make it apparent. You you would. Like, you having an actual dragon fight a fucking helicopter is the thing you want. Yes. You want, what is that, Reign of Fire? Yeah, Reign of Fire or a couple of, I think, a couple other movies that have pulled it off. But but yeah, Reign of Fire being the big one. Um, it didn't, God, I think Reign of Fire came out around this time, too. No, it's, it's later. But, uh, but anyway... <laughs> We, you, what you really need is to set up War Child, our main character, Dolph Lundgren. God, Reign Do- of Fire came out three years later. Wow. <laughs> Dolph Lundgren has no other name in this movie but War Child. Yeah, that is his, his Christian name apparently is War Child. Yeah, it's like they get, and everyone else has real names. So it's like they gave him a, uh, a He-Man name and just hoped no one would notice. <laughs> which, which I was like, okay. All well, right, funny that's part of the whole fantasy thing. The problem is they're trying to set him up as like a questing knight archetype because that's what you want to do in a fantasy movie. But then they start with him just being like, oh, he's sitting in a Jeep with binoculars looking at a rebel camp he needs to raid. He's not even alone. He's got like a whole bunch of other hard-ass soldiers with him. What you really want is him riding up on a horse with the gun, seeing the group alone and be, and having him say like, I shall now pronounce judgment upon you. You may leave if you wish to flee or something. Instead of just doing a standard military raid. And I gotta say, so much of this, I know it's supposed to be like, ah, War Child is the best hero, whatever. And you can have a guy run into a camp full of rebels and be like, and I'm gonna murder everyone, and do that with swords, and make it look badass, because you're like, oh, every time someone comes up, he beats them with his sword. Yeah. He's, he's great. But when you have him run up and be like, 30 dudes are shooting at him. None of them hit. You're like, oh, it's not that he's a badass. He's just fighting people that don't know what they're doing. Well, it's also that they couldn't figure out a way to make the movie interesting. So it's just, we, we got lots of extras, and we gave every one of them a fake gun. 
and we watch each one of them in turn shoot, and then we just cut back to Warchild, and he just slowly and methodically picks off each one, not in cover or anything, just standing there, just bam, bam, bam. And then we cut back to them, and we don't have squib money, so most of them just dramatically jump Whoa. backwards. Yeah. Whoa. And you're like, this isn't, this is nothing. Man, there is, I gotta say, I don't, I think it was, I mean, it's much later in the film than the beginning. There's one shot where an explosion goes off and an extra has to go flying. Mm -hmm. But they very clearly did not have enough money to do, like, the whole, like, pull rigging. Yeah. So they just had him jump to the side and sped it up. Yep. And it looks hilarious. I like the guy. Because he just goes, pew! I think my favorite (laughs) thing was the guy who got shot like close range with a gun and did the kip up thing where he just jumps backward. He just did a backflip. Yeah, like he just backflips. backflip. And you're just like, wow, that guy can do backflips. He, that's probably how he got the role. He was like, hey, I can do a cool backflip. Hey, if you shoot me, I'll backflip. I'll do a cool backflip. It will not look like I got shot. No. It will look like I did a backflip. <laughs> it will look like I was like, oh, he dodged. He backflipped. That means he dodged. It's like when you roll attack. <laughs> like this guy's fucking Dark Soulsing this movie. <laughs> yes. But, I mean, they do get little bits of it here and there. Like, everybody in the fucking world knows this war child guy. So every time he comes passing through a random village, all these half-toothed schmoes that are standing around and arguing over the price of slaves or whatever will be like, dear God, it's war child. That's war child. That's war child. The general's but general's lead soldier. Yeah. And so on. So they you can tell they know what they wanted to do, and then they just didn't do it. It's... <laughs> They also have a lot of stuff that they set up, and then it just doesn't matter. Like, our princess here, Princess Halo, is the standard, like, oh, my parents died, and now the evil general is in control, and he wants to marry me. I'm like, okay, standard fantasy setup thing. So fantasy, they even give her, like, the Shakespearean maid character, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. She has her little, like, which, again... (laughs) In full peasant garb yep. for some reason. And with like a like a rustic accent. Yeah. Princess Halo's like, I don't want to marry General Ru Chang. That would be terrible. And then the maid comes in and is like, Oh dear, I know you don't want to marry him. That oh, you couldn't possibly. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? Hold on. Hang Time on. out. <laughs> someone <laughs> someone get any amount Deary of control. Dearie me, he's a Montague. You can't marry a Montague. <laughs> So, somebody rain someone in, please. Uh, hey, you'll calm down after a brace of kip as you will. <laughs> but we have the standard princess thing where she's like, oh, I'm going to put on a disguise and go hang out in, in the, the common area with peasants because that's what mm-hmm. I'm all about. Yeah. And so she goes to like a fight club somewhere where it's basically a bunch of wooden poles above pig shit that you do stick fighting above. Uh Uh-huh. And... And Warchild's the best at it. Yeah, Warchild's a badass. But we also show Princess Halo absolutely awesome. Just clowns on the people in her round. And then, of course, there's the final round between her and Warchild. And Warchild only manages to win by flinging dirt into her face. Yes. And, and then later in the film, she makes a whole story about honor out of it. And you're like, this is the first time anyone's ever mentioned honor in this entire story. <laughs> well, there's Asians here, so <laughs> there has to be a mention of honor there. Somewhere. Not only does there have to be a mention of honor, there has to be her talking about it. And then him being like, honor is stupid. I don't care for it. <laughs> honor honor gets in the way of victory. and You need to learn that lesson. <laughs> but the whole idea of, oh, yeah, Princess Halo 
Like, she's a badass fighter. Mm. She can take care of herself. But the second she leaves the castle, she is caught twice in a row. Yes. <laughs> with a, no sort of any problem on the capturer's part. Well, you, you know, she's a badass staff fighter. She's really good at fighting with a bow. Great. Good for her, because everyone out in the real world is a peasant with a machine gun. <laughs> Uh, I do love the few times in this movie where everyone's got a gun, but then they realize what they were supposed to be doing, so they just run at each other. <laughs> hit each other with the guns. <laughs> There's like, bonk. Oh, yeah, that's right. We're supposed to be doing fight choreography. All right, run at me. <laughs> yes. Also, I don't want to skip over after the raid on the initial rebel camp. That's the only other actor I recognized in this besides the two leads was uh, a guy by the name of Scott Schwartz, who's a, a, a big deal uh, stuntman. Uh-huh. As soon as I saw his face, I was like, I know that guy. And it's because he played a heavy who was kind of friendly but also very mean in uh, the Ocean's Eleven and Ocean Thirteen movies. Oh, okay. So I, I recognized him. He's been in a million things because he's a big deal stuntman. But he's basically there to establish that uh, that our villain, Ru Chang, is also a badass fighter. Yes. Because he has him freed so he can beat him up and then kills him with a sword that he carries. Yeah, we have one of those things where... You know, as he's being loaded away, he's like, oh, rebels will kill you. Your days are numbered. And he's like, all right, come kill me then. Why free, wait? Free that man. And he's like, "If even if I come at you, 50 men will shoot a thousand bullets into my body. And I was like, oh, okay. So I guess we're doing an interesting take on on speaking because this is a fan. It was really early in the movie. I guess. And he's like, yeah, if I do that, my body will be riddled by 10,000 bullets as I approach you. And I was like, oh, is everyone going to talk like that? That'd is, be neat. Is that what the, the whole thing is now? <laughs> No, 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 just him. Just no, that one line. No, again, no one wrangled anyone. Everyone was like, hey, whatever you think sounds like what people should sound like, do it. Boy, and who am I to flips? argue? <laughs> <laughs> I'll bring big backflip energy to this production. Hey, love it. I love the energy. <laughs> it's in the movie. <laughs> We got a googly eye gremlin. <laughs> You're a crazy person. You got the mind of a child. It's in the movie. <laughs> Just verb gremlin. <laughs> it's a shame because Gremlins 2 is awesome as a result of that. <laughs> this is boring. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Ru Chang, of course, just, you know, beats the ever-loving Christ out of him because he's Shang Tsung, so how wouldn't he? Yeah, and then he kills him. But yeah, I just wanted to mention that just because I really like Scott Schwartz showing up briefly. He's like, oh, I know the guy I know. Hey, a guy. Yeah. But I yeah. Very briefly when he first showed up, I was like, hey, is that the big show? <laughs> it's the big show. Where? <laughs> Stunt double. <laughs> <laughs> it's the big shows look like. <laughs> uh, I actually thought the same thing for, for a second. I was... I was like, well, I know who the big show is because we watched that Hulk Hogan movie. <laughs> yeah. And, and so for a second, I was like, ooh, I know that guy. I ooh, think. Are we going to have a tie in between these <laughs> terrible action movies? No. No. No, we're not. Uh, but yeah, she goes to that bar and gets in a, a battle with Dolph Lundgren, which he wins, but then recognizes that she's a lady through the tiny slit in her mask. Ooh. But he keeps his peace. He says nothing. Says nothing. Mm hmm. And uh, will continue to say nothing. Or very little, because obviously his accent doesn't match anything with anything else in this movie. Yeah, but no one's accent uh, yeah, matches anything no, it's, in this. It's, this, is, this isn't like one of those Arnold Schwarzenegger movies from, the, from that uh, 2010 or so era where he had to be like, uh, yeah, I am the sheriff of a small Arizona town, and I have an Austrian accent for the following reason. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, here's why. <laughs> Okay, so um, I wonder if he can do a regular... Do you think he can do an okay fake American? I mean, maybe. 
He's like, got I'm to. assuming he doesn't try because it's a brand thing for him. Yeah, it would be bad for him to do a movie where he didn't have his, you know, famous Arnold accent. Yeah. I mean, I've been curious about that for a while. At one point, I even looked it up and I found nothing. But all I could find was, was speeches of uh, of his where he was speaking Austrian, which actually is kind of cool. Oh. Or not, wait, is Austrian even a language? I think it's just German or something, right? <laughs> <laughs> Just German with an Austrian accent. speaking Austro-Hungarian. He's speaking Australian, <laughs> the, the known language of Austria. <laughs> yep, that's the one. <laughs> Got him. Got it. Got him, too. <laughs> Got there. Whatever it is, it sounds cool when he speaks in his native tongue. <laughs> uh, good Lord, do not ever come to us for knowledge on anything. <laughs> Unless you want to know the primary export of Bulgaria, which I happen to know because I had a Bulgarian friend in high school, uh, it's electricity. Ah, wonderful. Followed by yogurt. Followed by electric yogurt. <laughs> the silent killer. <laughs> oh, yeah, electric yogurt. That was on that WMAC Masters. <laughs> He's just jumped in the ring. <laughs> oh, God, electric yogurt. <laughs> the kids love it. <laughs> the, ki- the kids love it. <laughs> Jesus Electric Christ. yogurt, the flamethrower. <laughs> <sighs> Sorry. So she takes her L and goes back to the palace and is just like, all right, well, whatever. I guess I'll go through with a marriage then. And then the general comes, or she's he's already in her room. Uh, Rushang is already in her room. And she, he's like, where were you? And she's like, it is none of your concern. You have no right to know. And then he like backhands her. Yeah, uh, and that's when the maid is finally like, "Oh, I saw him kill your father. I did. He oh, killed, no. killed him. <laughs> killed him stone dead." Oh, <laughs> uh, oh! You uh, people like you don't get to marry for love. You've got to marry for politics. You do, but of course you can't marry me. Killed your father. He did. <laughs> Bob's <laughs> your uncle. <laughs> Just making this shit up. <laughs> <laughs> seen it happen idea no one's allowed to take anything back while cut, we're filming cut. that that's not that's not how she finds that out oh he's now <laughs> oh, what are you gonna do waste film <laughs> oh, i'd like to see that she's australian she's doing a fake british accent <laughs> oh yes she's austrian <laughs> she's austrian speaking with an austrian accent which is called australian and uh, we're having a day it, there is so little in this movie and it's fine i'm fine with it yeah so she learns normally the- i would try and get us back on the rails but by god i am fine no. with this off-road adventure we no have you can already she's going to escape in a second when she realizes that that ru chang killed her father and will probably kill her once she's once they're married so that he can just take power and have it yeah so he's, he only wants to marry her for legitimacy on the throne yes exactly so she's like that i can't allow that to happen i'm going to escape and i won't i won't come back to, into this place until i have like an army uh and she she does that by faking that she's going to marry him and then having a fake fainting session during the wedding they get to the final like oh and do you take general ru chang and then she's like and right pretends to faint and then and then he the ru chang goes to her her hospital bed where she's faking unconsciousness and is like just marry us anyway just marry me to that unconscious lady and i love that the priest is like no dude that that's not valid. You can't just marry an unconscious lady. She has to say, I do. And he's like, God damn it. I thought this was the distant past, kind of. <laughs> I thought I could do whatever I want. Nope. Marriage laws are modern, even though our marriage customs are very weird. 
First, you have to have the lady lift her veil so we can see the girl who will become a woman. And then the two of you have to drink wine before you get married. Like, you have to drink. Yeah, you some- share wine. Yeah. And then we do looks- the do you. And then we hand fast. Yes. Yeah. Like, uh, Ruchang is holding a rope the whole time so he can get hand fasted. There's, they got a, a very complicated, they pulled some bits from a bunch of different wedding structures. Yeah. There was like, whatever. We can do all these. But, you know, we got a Romeo and Juliet made. So obviously we need to have some wine in the story that can get poisoned. <laughs> Which. <laughs> When we first see her walking down the aisle and she's got that cup and they're like, now you two drink from this wine. I was like, 100%. Why wouldn't you poison that? Yeah. I mean, spoiler alert. She does at the end of the movie. We get another wedding scene. So don't worry. Uh, but yeah, after this backhand and this wedding and this fainting, she, she flees town and that causes Ru Chang to go to war child and be like, she doesn't have much of a head start. Bring me back my bride. Our wedding is in one week. And I will give. The movie, some credit for setting up a story where it's just this guy going to do it. Mm-hmm. Because he, when he goes back and sees that she's escaped, goes to the gathered crowd at the wedding and is like, oh, she's not feeling well. We'll have the wedding in a week. Yes. But she's fine and she's in her chambers. She's just feeling ill. Definitely didn't run away. Exactly. Yeah. So he's trying to keep it hush hush. And I'm like, all right. That makes sense for why you can have a movie that's just Dolph Lundgren going after this one person. Yes. Because he's trying to keep it just other people he trusts. Yes, exactly. So, uh, and he trusts Warchild implicitly because he's his best soldier. He is his number one, a guy. Yeah. So we got, we jump right from that to Halo wandering around in the woods. She has a horse, uh, and she gets, she stops to dramatically fling her ugly bridal outfit into, into a river. Yep. We have a whole scene in this movie where, like, a, a dude, a, a, a kind of looks like a chubby John Malkovich is her tailor, and he, and she's like, he's like, this is my best work I've ever done. And you're like, oh, so a guy wanted to put Bruce Valanche energy into the movie too? Okay, <laughs> yeah, doesn't matter. Just, in in this setting, Thumbs we can up. have fully anything you want goes. Can I do a Harvey Fierstein accent? I. Could not care less. <laughs> I made a great wedding gown for you. And, 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 uh, I love that her being like, yes, it is the most beautiful gown I have ever seen, but I don't like it and I hate it. And it was like, no, that's like just a white dress. You guys didn't even try. Yeah. <laughs> she has another different dress later in the movie that I was like, oh, that's a way better dress. Yeah, really. You should have done that one first, but I guess you couldn't because you needed her to ride a horse and get in the woods, so you gave her the cheap one. I mean, I gotta say, I gotta give him a little bit of credit for a movie that only has two Asian people in it to, that didn't dress her up in, like, a keepow or something, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at least God bless. At least there's that. <laughs> uh, but she gets waylaid by bandits at a stream. Beginning the the parade of attempted rapes, which yep. is the most of the middle of this movie, is the, the parade of attempted rapes, where yep. everyone who finds her is just like, Oi, a pretty lady! I'm gonna put my penis in her eyes! Oh, yeah. And it's not even just like, oh, it's bandits that want to do this or whatever. Like, when Warchild manages to take her to a military base, one of the soldiers there is like, Hey, why don't I get my hands on that lady? I'm like, she is with the general's number one dude who you know is a murder man. And you what know, are you doing? There's no way you don't know who she is on site. She's the princess of whatever dumb country this is. Like, these are probably two of the three most famous people in this land. And you're like, ah, I want to get my hands on her. And you're like, what is fucking wrong with you, my man? <laughs> Like, this is what we were talking about. We were saying that there's nothing in this movie is that the next three scenes of this movie are Halo goes somewhere. 
people come up to her. She brusquely assumes she can dismiss them because she's famous and a princess. And they're like, yeah, we don't care. Uh, we have guns and we're going to rape you. And then she gets rescued by Warchild. Yeah. Now, <laughs> the first one with these four bandits, one of them, I I swear to God, was Michael Stipe. I swear <laughs> to Christ. <laughs> like, I know it isn't, but God it looked exactly like him. That was him in the corner. <laughs> That was him with the fake teeth. <laughs> uh, trying to take advantage of the princess. Ugh. Yeah. I, so like this dude with, a, with for some reason, our second British accent man comes in because he's like, hello, poppet, you know, hey, kind of shit. Well, looks like you've made a mistake and we're going to have to take your rules from you. <laughs> like, what? Why are you that? And then it sounds old timey. It does. Yeah, that's right. That's we're we're gonna need some some money for you to get by here. <laughs> and then her like companions go. Yeah, that's right. We're American. <laughs> <laughs> he's been faking that accent since he spent one semester at Oxford. God, he came back after one semester and was like, "I'll have the chips." Oh, I'm sorry, fries. <laughs> what a culture shock! It, Eat my asshole, Dave. No one uses that accent at Oxford. He didn't come back posh. He came back Cockney. It's all fake. This is horseshit. Don't you tell me it's a culture shock. You spent two months in England, okay? The only thing you got from England was those teeth. <laughs> all you got from England was the clap. <laughs> Yeah, we are also here because <laughs> it, it's this British dude and then his three redneck friends. Oh, yeah. We, yeah. All right. Let's get her. Let's get her. He's like, what the fuck? How did how, why, why would they let him be in charge? Somebody rain anyone. In. I just want anyone in the back to be like, we saved your ass during the Crusades. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ. Uh. But yeah, he like basically is like, we're going to take your horse and also you're you're going to have to have forced sex with all of us. And then Warchild pops in and just starts executing these guys. Just, just I mean, to her credit, we get a little scene where Halo manages to pull a little knife and stab the main oh, guy. Oh, that's right. The main guy dies to her. But then they immediately just go, and nope. Yeah. <laughs> and bonker and knock her down. But then Warchild shows up and they're all like, oh, fuck my ass. That's Warchild. That's Warchild. Get him anyway. <laughs> Get him. Get him. Oh, he, he killed our limey. <laughs> we needed that guy. What for having legitimacy? Go get him, Stipe. <laughs> I've been stabbed, I have. <laughs> uh, and he just murders them and is like, all right, princess, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I will not go. I refuse to go with you unless I have an army at my back for he killed my father. No, he didn't. What, if you what have proof ev- do you have? If you have evidence, present it. Present it to whom? No one would believe me. I don't, right. me. I, I, don't, I don't care. Let's just go. And she's like, fine. I shall go with you if you fetch my bridal gown from the river. I promise I will not steal your horse and escape. <laughs> just, what do you think I'm going to do? Jog away? I'm like, no, your horse is literally sitting right next to you. Why would he think you would jog away? And then he goes down to the river and she shows up on the horse immediately and is like, and I now go. Goodbye. Tell him I will not return. I'm like, yeah, that was, that's, that's really on Warchild right there. That's, yeah, uh, man. If you're the greatest soldier ever and someone's like, please leave me alone with a horse, don't worry. I won't leave. <laughs> What the fuck are you doing? Well, come on. I guess he was just enjoying this. He's like, He's ah, like ah, it felt like half a mission. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, now he can't take the Jeep he had been using to go after her because she cuts the lines on that. Mm-hmm. And chases after her. And then we immediately cut to a camp where some 
slavers have a bunch of ladies and she is just in a net. Yeah, they caught her in that Chewbacca meat net. Yeah, she and- apparently <laughs> wanted a steak real bad and got caught with that dangle meat. Saw that, saw that shank of animal and beat up her own horse to get at it <laughs> because we pass her horse uh, on the ground breathing heavily. So I assume she saw the meat and she's like, fuck you, horse. That's my meat. Oh, fuck you. Punches the horse. <laughs> Gets that dangle. Halo hand. only pawn in game of life. <laughs> Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. <laughs> it's caught the dangle ham trap and yeah then there's these two dudes and we have to listen to their whole boring argument over how much she's worth so fucking long on these two slavers being like well, I, i'll give you four horses four horses that's not a, a deal oh it's a bargain for four horses four horses you should give me more than four horses well, four yeah. horses i'm like one of them's doing a generic american accent the other one seems to be doing watto uh <laughs> Horses don't work on me. Horses are terrible bargain. I want seven horses. Why don't you give me two barrels of diesel? Ah. (laughs) You're just like, oh, no, I don't want that in this. (laughs) I don't want anything of this. Uh, You could have my slave, Annie. Wait, what the fuck is? Wait, where am I right now? Someone (laughs) wrangle someone in. We settle this with a chance cube. Uh, is it okay if there's chance cubes in this world? Uh, who cares? I'm an experienced action director. Hi, Isaac Florentine here. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Unless we're doing some Sentai shit, I don't care. <laughs> we can't say for certain that anything he directed for the Power Rangers is any good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, he did Power Rangers Zeo colon Zeo Quest. <laughs> I refuse to believe that's not a mobile game. <laughs> Oh, good Lord. (laughs) So, yeah, then we get the exact same type of scene of dude walks into camp, shoots guys as they try to shoot him. But this time he gets shot in the side. Yes. This is one of my favorites because there's all these random people that come popping out of tents to shoot at him. And you're like, why are you dumbasses getting involved? He already killed the two guys who were having the conversation. What are you doing? Just stay in your tent. (laughs) Just lie down. Just be like. Oh, no, that's like a world-class soldier with a machine gun that has a rocket launcher on it. And I cannot shoot anything but starter pistols. I, only to start races, I can shoot up. It's a problem I have. <laughs> if if my, my opponent is directly above me, he's in for a world to shoot. But uh, that guy's on the ground, so I got nothing. But now is my chance to die. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, all of the slaver camp dies and, oh, Princess Halo has to save War Child because he got shot and passes out. I love that he, that he cuts her down first and then goes off to keep fighting. And she's, like, yelling at him. She's like, Get, save me, you idiot, and so on. And, and he's already shot. But the moment the fight's over, she's like, "How?" Uh, he's the first one to go, are you hurt? Did they hurt you in any way? All right, well, we're going to get you back to the... And then he just passes out. Yeah. And then he, when he wakes up, they're at some camp in the woods, and she's like, yeah, I drove us another day away from camp. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> we are even farther away, but I saved your life. Yes. And this is when they finally have their conversation about, like, honor and philosophy and why she shouldn't have to marry this dude. Yeah. Uh, this is this is when we turn war child here at this conversation. 
Because she saved him, so. Yeah, but I mean, he again isn't going... There is one moment where he turns, because at this point he's still like, yeah, but I don't care, and just slaps the gun out of her hand when they're at a campfire and puts some handcuffs on her and is like, look, I'm taking you back. Like, you have to know that's going to happen. Yeah, and she's like, I'm just going to kill myself. I'm not going to marry that guy. There's no way. Well, that's up to you. Yeah, and she's like, and then they have the conversation where he's like, I thought you were an excellent fighter when I fought you at the mud pit. And she's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And he's like, yeah, no, I know it was you. You're you're an excellent staff fighter. <laughs> I know it was you. Yeah. You're the only other Asian person in this country. <laughs> and I and it wasn't Ru Chang. <laughs> so, you know, explain that shit. Uh but so she's like, Yeah, but you threw fucking pig shit at my eyes. You have no honor. And he's like, honor is just an impediment to victory. Yeah. Uh honor will get you killed. Do you want to win or have honor? That is a lesson that Ru Chang has learned, and you should learn. Mm-hmm. All right. Great. Okay, whatever. But oh, you're you're just a killer. Uh, Ru Chang turned you into one. Ooh, all men are killers. Ru Chang made me a good one. <laughs> I love that Ru Chang's army consists of a thousand mooks and then four badass Americans with their sleeves torn off. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> His best friend, Emmerich, Emmerich, who's just like, hey, I'm a cool guy and I got like a scarf around my neck and I always got a little flask. Yeah. That's how you can tell I'm Emmerich. Also, I don't get a cool name. You'd think my name would be like Gunfist or something, you know, like to go along with War Child. But no, it's just Emmerich. I make disaster movies. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. These are my two greatest warriors, War Child and Johnson. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just weird. I was kind of hoping he'd have another name like that. Like that tells me that War Child's name is just his God-given surname. Well, we find out, because in this conversation, she's like, why are you so loyal to Ru Chang? And he's like, oh, I was saved from the work chains and sent to the military house by Ru Chang and taught how to be a soldier, and he saved my life. Yeah. And she's just like, all right, but, you know, you're still just a murder man for him. Why do you follow him? Mm -hmm. And... Did you? Did he also give you your your Ozzy Osbourne fucking song name? Where, where did that come I from? I have to assume so. I have to assume he was like, uh, my name's like Jim, and I'm on the work line. And then Ru Chang shows up and is like, oh, your name is War Child. I'm going to do a whole thing with you. That's dumb. Oh, you'll think it's dumb later. <laughs> no, nah, man, you're like 10. You think that's War the coolest Child's shit? Coolest thing you've ever oh, heard? Yeah. No, what happened is Ru Chang was like, come with me. What is your name? For you are now free and may choose your own. And he was like, my name's fucking War Child. Woo! He's like, my name is Zapdos Frankenstein Pizza. <laughs> okay, no, your name's War Child. <laughs> Man, if this movie had been I... called Zapdos Frankenstein Pizza. Have I got a character for the next game I'm in? <laughs> That was one of my City of Heroes characters where I I, I gave him, Ugh. I named him Splash Mountain because he had water powers. And then when people asked him why he was called that, I was like, yeah, you shouldn't, when you get superpowers at 10, you should not be allowed to pick your own hero name. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, he takes her to a military base and that's where we get the dumbest soldier ever who attempts to accost the princess in front of the biggest badass in the army. Yeah. I'm not sure if they're supposed to know who he is. No, for some reason. Everyone else does. 
like they get to this outpost and he's like, I don't know who you are, but that's not how we do things around here. And I'm like, how? How do you not know who they are? <laughs> yeah, they, I mean, we're going to go further outside of the main city in just a second, and a bunch of rebels will know who this guy is. How do you soldier dudes not? Yeah, you're in the fucking army that he just, is in. We just stumble on Camp Swampy where time never moves forward. Are you the Beetle Bailey of this universe? Yes. I don't know what the military's all about. All I know is that Sarge is fat and I hate working. <laughs> Uh, so they call in a helicopter and fucking Ru Chang shows up to take her back. And this is when we get the moment where War Child finally realizes maybe I'm on the bad guy side when oh. Ru Chang again backhands Halo in front of everyone. Yes. Oh, am I the baddie? Oh, oh, wait a minute. I'm following an <laughs> asshole. Oops. Yeah, but luckily the turn from him being a, a part of the bad guy team to the good guy team is very quick as he just walks right up to uh, to Ru Chang and spin roundhouse kicks, kicks his face. And we get a, a lot of the time when Warchild kicks or punches someone, they do a complicated acrobatic sideways spin thing so, to, so as to indicate the force with which they were hit. And that's yes. what happens here. Hey, I mean... Say what you will. Tagawa sells the shit that happens. Yeah, he is. He is definitely. He's definitely Ric Flair in it. <laughs> I swear to you. Ever since I learned about that, I've watched so many old Ric Flair wrestling matches only because I like watching that guy sell punches. The flare flop is now my favorite thing that's ever happened in wrestling. <laughs> yeah, man. There are certain people that you're like, oh, you're famous in wrestling. Because you are willing to sell the other dude. Yeah, it's him and, and uh, Mick Foley. I, the two of them, I would watch them do anything. I would not watch them fight each other. I mean, honestly, it's why I loved The Rock back in the day. Because The Rock was like, oh, not only do I have an over-the-top personality, mm -hmm. but if someone if Stone Cold does the stunner on me, I will pop up, flop down, pop back up, and flop back down again. <laughs> Anyway, I'm sorry to go off on a wrestling tangent. It's I'm just it's just yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Ru Chang sells it. He sells the hit. So, and now and now we're in an escape fight. Yeah, they go steal a helicopter, and an entire army base of soldiers cannot manage to hit War Child. Well, they're also ordered not to shoot at him. I love that part where Ru Chang's like, "Don't shoot him. That you'll hit the princess." And half the army is like, "Nah, fuck that yeah. guy. We'll just keep shooting." Yeah, <laughs> we got lots that, of footage of people shooting. Yeah, when he said that, I was like. Oh, again, just like the beginning thing where he sent Warchild off on his own, I went, ah, oh, what a good way to explain why an entire army base doesn't immediately murder this man. Except, no, like you said, half the base just disobeys the order and continues shooting. Yeah, what I wanted to have happen at that moment, and again, as a reminder that this movie is called Bridge of Dragons, is to have everyone go, okay, and draw cool axes and swords and shit and charge. And some of them are like pulling shields off their back and everything. I wanted that, but instead they just keep shooting. No, the only one who has a sword in this is General Ruchang. Yeah, yeah, he has a sword, and his do his bride has a staff, and no one else has a melee weapon. Yeah, Warchild has, I think, a, a tiny pipe. little dagger. Yeah, he has a dagger at one point. He's a throwing star dagger thing, and he at one point he gets in a sword fight with Ruchang because he has a pipe. Well, yeah, I'm just saying that they keep on them. Yeah, he does. He does have a little dagger. He uses it at one point for a dramatic thing. Yeah. So they fuck off, a copter comes at them, grounds them, and then the rebels save them. So they go to the rebel camp, and of yeah. course, 
the rebels are all like, holy shit, that's War Child. We all know who he is because well, everyone up. does. Yeah, t- time up. We can't allow him to, to live after those fucking soldiers. And we didn't even get through that where the soldier was like, I'm going to rape that lady. And War Child just breaks his arm and is like, fine, one of the rest of you call a chopper. Yeah. That's, that how, that's how that dumb shit went. But they go back to camp and Princess Halo at this point is like, oh, you need to not murder that soldier because... He's the only reason that I'm here, and he's risked everything to get me away from Ru Chang. I will marry you if you let if you let Warchild go free. What? No. What are you talking about? We're at the rebel base. Oh, right. I'm sorry. <laughs> two, we got we got two different stories where she where she pleads for his life. I forgot. Yes. Movie only has three things in it. It's just that they repeat them sometimes. <laughs> no, she's at the rebel base, and she's just like, if you don't let him go, I'll leave. Because yeah. the the whole thing is, they're like, oh, we have basically. This is the last of the rebel army that yeah. you see before you. But if you're the princess of the land, they will rally to your cause. Yeah. If if everyone knows that you are against Ru Chang, then we'll get more people to join us, as well as probably some of the people in the army will defect. Yeah. There's this dude who's like in charge of the rebels that I feel like might have been supposed to have been a character in the original version of the script. Uh, yeah, he definitely looks, I was like, do you? He looks like Jeff Bridges. He's not, but he looks a little bit like. No, a, he looks like, oh, I should know who you are, yeah. right? No, he does. He's somewhere between Jeff Bridges and Clancy Brown. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he's he's nobody. But they give him a dramatic death scene. So I feel like he was supposed to have maybe mattered. He just doesn't. I mean, he's he's the leader of the Renegades. So yeah. he matters in as much as that he does that. Yeah, I guess. But yeah, she she gets them to let Warchild free, and Warchild's still just like, I will leave. I'm going to go back because I've dishonored myself, and I'm returning to the soldiers. And, and it, it, there's a point where she, there's a, this is the big moment of the love scene of the movie, because it's got to have one, where she goes to see him in the middle of the night while he's just sitting there looking at stars, and she's like, are you still going to leave? At dawn. At well, yeah, dawn, well, his whole leave. thing is, I'm going to leave and go kill Ru Chang. It's right, he's going to go kill Ru Chang by himself. He's like, At dawn, that, I leave. Yeah, I couldn't I'm, leave before no dawn. No one else could kill Ru Chang except me. That's the only dramatic time to leave. <laughs> and she's just like, no, stay. These these rebels are absolute morons with no training. Yeah. They need a leader like you to he, lead them to, to victory in armies. And he's you know like, army stuff. And he's like, nah. <laughs> just, <laughs> nah, no, that shit sucks. I, don't I will do make out with you, though. Yeah, because she's like, he he basically just goes, nah, I'm not doing that. And she's like, I didn't ask you to do that. That was a command from your princess. And he's like, ah, the perfect opportunity to grab you and make out with you. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Anytime anyone's like, that's a command from the princess. What they're really saying is, take me. <laughs> that's just movie shorthand. And what he found when she said, <laughs> as you wish, it really meant, I love you. <laughs> No weird stuff. <laughs> Some weird stuff. Some butt stuff. <laughs> this Grandpa. book's got everything. Sword fighting, adventure, monsters, Grandpa, is this butt part, stuff. Grandpa, does this part have tushy stuff? <laughs> is is this an anal book? <laughs> A little tushy stuff. <laughs> Are you sick? I'll you me. <laughs> I, just, I was kipping it because it had tushy stuff. No, no, it, it, it's okay. <laughs> In all the world, in all the records, there have been five butt stuffs that have been the most beautiful, the most pure. Monty getting her ass eaten on girls. <laughs> oh, God, this off-road adventure. Now, they, so, again, this changes nothing. She's like, stay here and train these people. He's just like, nah, here's a kiss and I'm going to fuck off. He just leaves a ton on a horse. That's, and fucking Bruchang is going to attack 
here. This oh, yeah. is where he's going to attack. That's the other thing is he tells them the second they let him go. He's like, Ruchang knows where you are now. Like the helicopter that came to get us definitely radioed back. They know the general vicinity where you are within the next 48 hours. He will be here. You have to fuck off. And they're literally like, no, he won't find us. We hide under the cover of the trees in, you know, broad, piercing daylight. In broad daylight in a field. <laughs> but then eventually they're like, okay, no, you've you've convinced us. The princess vouches for you. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll break camp and leave. The next day, they do not. They just don't. <laughs> they, they're just like, but what if... We don't, though. The experienced action director is like, well, we have a camp set. We don't have a broken camp set. <laughs> I don't want to have people trying to get you while you're on the move. You think I got Lord of the Rings money? What the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? You are going to sit in the camp we already made. <laughs> uh, and then you're going to jump out from behind a barrel and go, bat with a fake gun. <laughs> and then you'll fall down. <laughs> and then you'll receive $8 and a t-shirt from the production. <laughs> Uh, and of course, while riding back to go get Ru Chang, he sees a helicopter pass overhead and is like, oh, I'm an idiot. <laughs> right. I forgot. Oh, I told them that they were coming and that I forgot that they are coming. I decided to run to ride my horse three days back to the to the main town where I assume Ru Chang will be. I assumed after I stole the princess and left, he just hung out in the backwater army base and did not <laughs> follow me. That was my assumption, of course. Yeah, I assume he's going one by one and executing all the dudes that, that didn't stop shooting when he yelled that. That's that's my guess. Hey, one thing I'll say, we never get that like, oh, I'm going to murder you for incompetence or because you gave me bad news. No. He's at least not that kind In, of he, all he ever general. does. Yeah. Instead, all he ever does is that you and I will fight. Yeah. He's he's a hands-on general. Like, yes. In this scene, when the uh, soldiers show up, he is leading the charge into this camp. That's right. He straight up has a sword out. And he's just running. He's straight up commissaring this shit. <laughs> Drive me closer so I can <laughs> hit them with my sword. <laughs> And, yeah, the camp basically just gets absolutely fucked by soldiers as <laughs> Warchild rides his dumb ass back to camp. Yeah, so this whole scene of, of people getting shot and dying is interspersed with horse foot. Endless hoofs. Because we don't actually have any shots of Dolph Lundgren riding a horse. I assume he just can't. Uh, oh. Instead, we just get him going, Ugh. you can see the top of his like his head as he kind of bobs. And then a lot of shots of a horse foot. Uh, when he finally arrives back, the rebels are completely beaten. They're being taken and put into, like, trucks and stuff for everyone who's still alive. Yep. And he just starts shooting at people. He's just like, well, fuck it. Let's do this. <laughs> Let's kill some guy. Well, he tries to sneak in, but he gets caught by a dude who was dressed like a World War One British soldier. Yeah. Pops up out of nowhere and is like, oh, I got you. I did jolly good. <laughs> he- Have you seen my leg? <laughs> Shoots a bunch of guys. It alerts everyone. Then he, you know, gets into a fight with Ru Chang, loses, mm-hmm. and Ru Chang is about to slit his throat when Princess Halo's like, look, I'll marry you in front of everyone. There won't be any problems. Nothing will happen. Yeah. But you need to let him go. If yeah. you just let him go, then, you know, you don't have to worry about me running away or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So he's like, all right, fine. Get the fuck out of here, war child. This has never been a problem for anyone ever for hey, doing this. He hits him with a couple of walkaways. I was kind of waiting for the rest of that Mad Max speech. <laughs> the Lord humongous. The Ayatollah of rock and Rolla. Walk away. Just walk away. <laughs> oh. 
And the princess gives Warchild her necklace that she got from her father because she's like, here, there's supposed to be luck in this. Take this. But I want it back. Right. So he's got that. And that's important because, of course, the second they leave, Ruchang just turns to Emmerich and is like, all right, take some guys. Go get Warchild and murder him. I love that this movie, I had to turn on closed captioning because I was watching it late at night with a sleepy kid. Um, so the, the closed captioning sucks. Oh, like, yeah, it really does. Anytime they have a word, they spell it wrong. So, for example, there's a scene where they're like, you'll sit on the throne, and they spell it like the <laughs> yes. throne weapon. Uh-huh. <laughs> but in this one, uh, Fukunaga's line is so muffled and mumbled when he says, kill him, that the the uh, closed captioning for it is just the word, good. <laughs> <laughs> kill him turned into good. <laughs> yeah, there's not a lot of real good closed captioning on this. You're not going to spend money on the closed caption for this. Marley Matlin would be so mad. <laughs> So Emmerich goes to hunt down Warchild. You know, they immediately find the horse that he has. Mm-hmm. And Emmerich at least is like, oh, this is a fucking trap. All right. All right, everybody. Let's, uh, we're in a trap. So let's split up gang. <laughs> and and, uh, and another thing that I think is is to uh, Warchild's credit here, he doesn't kill any of these guys. No. He takes out the, you know, two chuckle fucks that are with the named guy. But 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 by punching them and stuff, and there's a part where he throws one of them a grenade, but he hasn't pulled the pin on it. He just needs his hands busy so he can hit him in the face with a rifle butt. Yeah, it's just a distraction so he can take him down. Yeah. And then, you know, he takes one of the soldier's guns, points it at Emmerich, and is like, hey, man, I don't want to kill you. And he's like, that's good, because I don't want to die. Yeah, they have this great conversation real quick. And he's like, look, I I have proof now that, that Ru Chang killed the king. We're going to... I'm going to go take him down and save this princess lady. And I like Emmerich being like, look, man, uh, I don't want to die, but if you just send me back, Ruchang's going to kill me anyway, so it doesn't really matter. So they at least devise, he's like, oh, okay, then bring him proof I'm dead and gives the necklace back. And I was like, here you go. That'll show you got me. Yeah, exactly. It's all very well done. I like like that they have Emmerich as a character that doesn't turn bad immediately here and need to be killed in the woods. No. This part was okay. He stays on the fucking War Child and Princess Halo side when they get back to town. Yeah. Because they they get back in a Jeep, and they're going to crash the wedding, essentially. War Child is like, okay, well, I'll put on, like, a dress uniform, and no one will know me because I'll have a hat on. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They go to the fucking military checkpoint for the palace and the guard looks him square in the face and is like all right go through bullshit yeah well, we've already established everyone here knows who you are that was limited edition hat war child not regular war child that's <laughs> yeah, like, only war child isn't allowed in what do you think i am some fucking rookie that's gonna let like battle damage war child through instead of the regular one no huh? the other thing here is the extras who are leaving like you have a bunch of people in in full dress uniform uh, walking away, like walking down the stairs as Warchild is charging up them, uh, which I'm like, where the fuck are you going? The wedding is in the middle. What what are you doing? He just he's just leaving. You're just like, ah, this wedding sucks. Yeah, man. You're just like, oh, I work here, but I'm not invited to the wedding. <laughs> it must be it. Yeah. <laughs> but he finds out that uh, Halo has poisoned the wine, so we finally get the payoff on that. Yeah, because he runs into her room to try and stop her, but he's too late. But the old the the, uh, the British maiden is there, and she's like. Oh, my Lord. Oh, she, she's going to kill herself she, and the general. She'll take a draft of poison, she will. Oh, the draft she got from the friar. 
toadstool and arsenic it is. Oh my, what what happy dagger. Wait, wait, where am I right now? What are we doing? <laughs> I'm doing two movies at once to make extra money. <laughs> I'm doing Bulgarian Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he I'm runs. I'm playing electric yogurt. <laughs> runs in. To the wedding. Goddamn electric yogurt. <laughs> Runs into the wedding, and of course, Halo is like, here, have some wine. And Ru Chang like looks at it as like, you first. <laughs> I really wanted the priest to be like, no. Hey, that's not how this ceremony goes. If, if you, you don't drink first, it's invalid. We've established in this that my character is a stickler for the rules, right, Isaac? <laughs> I do not care. Hey, hey, shut up. <laughs> I want to finish this. <laughs> No cuts. <laughs> Look, man, we're almost done, and I gotta get out by end of day. I'm experienced. That's why we filmed this thing in sequence. <laughs> so she, I mean, thing is, she was like, whatever. I'll, I'm planning on just like getting myself dead anyway. So I'll take some. So he'll take some. Yeah. But as soon as she goes to take a drink. That's when his little dagger comes out and Warchild flings it and stabs the cup against a wall. Mm-hmm. And we get a big showdown where Warchild declares that he killed the old good king that everyone loved. Mm-hmm. And so half the soldiers go over to his side and half the soldiers stay on Ruchang's side. I love that the only thing they can think of to have Fukunaga do in this in this sequence is... Tagawa. Tagawa, sorry. Fukunaga, who am I thinking of? I don't I know. know. Tagawa. The only thing they can think of to have Shang Tsung do in this sequence is just stand there angrily staring. He's going to go, mm, I'm mad. I mean, he puts his sword to her fucking throat. Yes. Yeah, eventually. But most... But he never says a word. He's just like, this is super inconvenient. I hate this. Oh, yeah. I'm I like have to that put he a doesn't go spin on this later. No, he doesn't go like, uh, no, I didn't. That guy's <laughs> a traitor and wants to murder me. Yeah. Instead, he's just like, ooh, he got me. Hmm. Dead to rights, huh? <laughs> I'll say nothing until I have a lawyer present. That'll <sighs> get me out of this. So Ru Chang takes Halo. They go driving off. They get into a car crash because Warchild jumps off of the building onto yeah, the, the jeep the building as a rickety old flying buttress or something yeah which he i guess scaled quickly at, at super supra jeep speeds and uh we get our final showdown of ruchang and warchild where they you know punch each other for a while and then ruchang takes out a sword and he gets a little pipe they beat each other up some more. I love that there's so little connection between these two characters that this fight also basically has no dialogue. There's not, there's no dramatic conversation between the two as they're having this climactic fight to the end. They just fucking fight. Yeah, it would be, in a good movie, you'd have all of that like, oh, I'm the one who gave you your life and I've given you the path that you're on. How to, And you'd have like this dramatic moment, but instead they're just like, rah, rah, yeah. Rah. And meanwhile, yeah, uh, Halo is caught under a, the Jeep, and there's, like, gas leaking towards it on fire, so it'll blow up. It'll yeah. definitely blow up, and we all know that fire creeps along at about an inch a minute. Yeah. So. <laughs> nice slow pace. Nice slow well, fire on may- that oil. Maybe the maybe the uh, the current in the oil is very heavily going in the other direction. <laughs> that, must, that must be it. It's a strong breeze. <laughs> <laughs> Bulgaria's primary export isn't fire for a reason. <laughs> Just real shit fire and crappy Bulgaria. fire there <laughs> uh, amateur shit eventually Warchild manages to get the sword from Ruchang and slits his throat and saves the day mm-hmm. and and that's it that's it the movie just kind of ends yeah <laughs> Halo's like ah oh, good now 
Now I guess we're free. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> freeze frame on some peasants, I guess. <laughs> and then Jay Giles' band Freeze Frame starts playing, and we're out. I mean, yeah, obviously this movie would do better. Actually, I don't know that this movie would work with the Walk of Life project. It's too abrupt of a boring ending. Those Walk of Life project needs a fade out. Oh, man. So it should end on freeze frame. You just have the music really spike in on that. Oh, we've only just begun the work. I guess that's fair. <laughs> oh, good Lord. Okay. Yep. That was the end of Bridge of Dragons. So <laughs> let's go ahead and get into our bests and worsts. Jeff, why don't you give me the best moment from Bridge of Dragons? Uh, it's it's the part where Emmerich is like, good, because I don't want to die. And then the two of them don't have a long, boring fight where they shoot guns from off frame at each other and miss. Uh, and instead, they're just like, great, here's the plan. I like that part because I was like, yay, a character that's not. A faceless asshole. Hooray. All right. What about you? What was your favorite part? Honestly, probably the one part where he's like, ah, I've told everyone that we're going to get married in a week. War child, you need to go bring me my bride back. I was like, oh, look at you setting up a movie so that it makes sense. That is true. Good that's, job. That's, that's fair. Yeah. All right. Because <laughs> I remember watching it going like, oh, look, you did it. You did a script thing. Yeah. Look at you. Oh. Movie. There, someone's an experienced director. <laughs> <laughs> now put these teens in <laughs> colorful costumes i've got a movie to make <laughs> it's a movie that has the name of the brand in it twice hey man you're talking about the director of desert kickboxer here so <laughs> and desiree kickboxer the sequel <laughs> he made the movie u.s seals 2 <laughs> i like to think that that's actually about seals Oh, you know, but they're going to fuck up and make it about sea lions. Aw. <laughs> All right. What is the worst part of this movie? The rape parade. If I have to pick a single part of the rape parade, it's going to be the rape slave camp. Oh, for sure. That has no setup to it. And it's just. No, it's just hard cut to our princess in a net. Yeah. You're like, what? In a conversation between a redneck and an extremely bad Jewish slash kind of Arab stereotype man. Like that was not okay. <laughs> that was that was awful. I mean, honestly, that's probably my least favorite thing too, but more than anything, I'm like there's two parts to it. One, the the whole back and forth negotiation for her price goes on so fucking long. Mm -hmm. But also the fact that it's like, oh, we already had one scene where you got captured by random bandits. And then we're just going to cut directly to another one. Yeah. That's bad. No, this movie has so much re repetition in it. Remember earlier when I was mistaking which scene we were in? It's because it's the same shit. She has to bargain for his life twice. Right. One right after the other. That's yeah. the problem. It's not just that it does the same thing. It that it does it one right after. Yeah. Yeah. They just keep trotting out the hits. So, so yeah, it sucked. Yeah. All right. Let's give this movie a rating, each of us rating it 0 to 5 for a total rating out of 10. Jeff. Coming up with a new way to do my scale here, which is based on how many times I have to pause the movie and rub the bridge of my nose. <laughs> Man. <laughs> I wouldn't have a, a very low score for doing that on this. I'll tell you that. Oh, is, oh uh, yeah. I'm going to give this a one and a half. Okay. 
Yeah, it sucked. Sure. I do not recommend it, but there are okay actors in it. I, I like a couple of them. Yeah, I, I think- like I like Dolph Lundgren despite myself. He's fun. He's fine-ish. They just I mean, I'm gonna give this a two. Okay. Uh like I I feel like I understand what they were trying to do, and they've got a decent enough set of people that very clearly like the named ones that were in this know how to do fight choreography. Cause when you see like Dolph Lundgren or Tagawa or even fucking Gary Hudson is the guy who plays Emmerich. There are a few scenes where he's fighting and you can tell like, Oh, he's got training to do this. Yes. And those scenes I go, Oh, if this hadn't been a soldiers with guns movie and had been about people actually getting into physical fights, this would have been way better because yeah. you got people that can do that. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right there. But yeah, I feel like I see the potential of what this could have been. It's just, you know, very bad. Yeah. So three, yeah. three and a half out of uh, ten. Yeah, that's that's about right. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, if you want to watch uh, Carrie Hiroyuki Tagawa fight in cool movies, he's Shang Tsung. Yeah, you Mortal can Kombat do that. Is, Mortal Kombat is a shockingly good movie considering what it is and when it's from. I mean, it's not good. Here's the thing. It's shockingly good for the time. It fucking rules. Yes. <laughs> it's not good, but it rules. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this movie sucks ass and is great. Also, That's Mortal Kombat. Apparently he's in more than one Tekken movie as well. So he just did all the fighting game hits. Oh, yeah. He was uh, Hihachi, wasn't he? I'm sure he was Hihachi because he's in Tekken and something called Tekken Kazuya's, which oh. I assume is Kazuya's Revenge, really. But, uh, yeah, there you go. Three and a half out of ten for the old Bridget Dragons. Thank you yep. so much for joining us. We will, of course, be back in a couple weeks to do more. But if you want even more content, if you're not done with listening to us talk about the the old silver screen, we've got TV Mastery. We sure do, and we're doing a very special set. A very special it's episode. It's such a special episode this mm-hmm. time around. Oh, it's very special. We, uh, if you want to listen to us talking about very special episodes, you can head on over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash system mastery. You can support us at any level, helps the show out. Mm-hmm. It gets you some content. If you want that TV mastery, that is at the $10 a month level. It unlocks everything. It's two extra shows every week. Oh yeah. It gives you an every extra other, show a month. month. Yeah. And it, uh. Weekly extra shows as well. I think it's yeah, something like two extra se- shows a week. Okay, that's yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Yes. Yes. Okay. You're doing. I thought you were doing them by grouping, and you're actually no. Doing by the I'm doing. Of shows. If you get the ten dollar level, that's fair. You got me there. It gets you everything. It, it gets you it all. Like yeah, yeah. There's a there's a hole in the wall where you can get it all, <laughs> where you can see all the content for ten dollars. It's a ten dollar hole. <laughs> Welcome to our ten dollar hole. That's what we call the ten dollar level. The ten dollar hole. Whew. Whew. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's a golf reference. What are you talking about? <laughs> Obviously golf. Okay. It's <laughs> $10, 5 or $4, $2. Every one of those levels will also unlock all of our content is ad-free, which is a really great way to get your hands on that if you don't like hearing whatever the hell ads they run. I hear they don't actually run very many. I, I mean, I'm shocked. I think if you're not hearing ads, you're either subscribed to us on Patreon or you live in a part of 
of the world where they do not want to advertise things They to don't you. want your filthy money. We want your filthy money. <laughs> but if you don't have any filthy money to give, we understand you can always just tell anyone and everyone you know about the show. Just give go us outside review. your house and yell about us. Go run over to your neighbor's house, pound on the door and go, five stars, movie mastery is great. Funniest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. Get a megaphone and another megaphone. <laughs> And go to the Line mall. Line megaphones up like in The <laughs> Simpsons. <laughs> Head for the mall and let the folks know. <laughs> Please canvas for us. Mm-hmm. Grab the mic away from a congressman. Or, you know, rate and review on whatever app you use to listen to Oh, us. yeah, I guess that's also okay. <laughs> yeah, all right. I'll allow it. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back in two weeks with more Movie Mastery. And until then, all of you have a good one. love Star Wars but kind of wish you didn't? Then join us on the Expounded Universe podcast as we read through all the old Star Wars novels that took the galaxy far, far away that you know and love and turned it into a place where Han Solo can punch a giant otter and Luke Skywalker almost gets eaten by a giant gold-plated pillar of dinty more beef stew. Did you like Princess Leia? Well, too bad! Now she's a space racist. Don't believe me? You'll just have to listen to find out on Expounded Universe.